On this episode of Cluster Fudge, Carlos and Alan discuss DC Comics series that could be translated to television, a revisit by Tina Turner, and William Shatner's love for Jim and the Holograms. Well, we, you know, we were talking about The Flash. Like, what, what do you think as far as other shows other comic book shows whether they be dc or other shows that might lend themselves Uh. to a television series type format not necessarily a movie so here's the thing i know there's already been a green lantern movie but i think green lantern could could actually work as a television show Uh um i think one of the reasons why dc keeps gravitating towards superman and batman to make movie franchises out of them is because the public knows who they are. But the reason the public knows who they are is because they've had live-action television shows after them that were really well-rated. I'm sorry? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. So you have, you know, the 1950s uh, Superman. You have the 1960s Batman. You've got the 1970s Wonder Woman. Uh, And then so now, as a result, those are the three most well-known DC Comics characters. They tried making a Green Lantern movie without any sort of background for people to to hop on the train. And, uh, you know, it didn't work. So I think... Yeah, and plus they're putting people in this space universe. mm -hmm. Like, without any sort of, like, slow entry. It's just, hey... There are a lot of aliens, and there's even a police force. Right. And it's like, whoa, 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 when did we even discover aliens? Right, And now exactly. you're telling us there's a police force of aliens? Well, and re- keep in mind, comic books are um, an episodic or serialized storytelling anyway. So in the comic book, you didn't really introduce the alien origins of everything, at least not to the extreme degree. Like, he gets his ring from that dying alien but he mainly stays on earth for quite a while before you introduce alien threats or even the guardians uh that gave him the power in the first place it's like he just stays on earth and he he thwarts crime on earth so the bank robberies and you know missile sites and whatnot you can make that like a greatest american hero where there are instructions but he doesn't understand them so he's true true figure out the ring and there's like an, a you know mm-hmm. there's like a manual or a video but he's just not getting it and then right. he gets it. Mhm. Yeah, I think that would be great cuz one of the great things about the Green Lantern is he is kind of like Greatest American Hero where it is it is a regular person who's been endowed with all these powers and how does the average person deal with all these powers and still do right? Yeah, I think yeah. It, I think it could work. Um they just kind of try to shoehorn every possible Green Lantern storyline into one movie, and there's just it was a cluster fudge. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, uh, good name. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, so he can get it. Then he may help like with little crimes, and then eventually yeah. he takes on the costume, which right. he can generate from the ring if he wants. And then you yeah. know, then he's like reached out by the people of Oa. Like the season ender can be the ring running out of juice because he doesn't know how to recharge it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. Yeah, he could largely just rely on the automatic things that it does. Like, it automatically protects the wearer um, and maybe a few other things, you know. Let's say, there's, dude, you could do several episodes on just that alone. What if the ring Mm -hmm. is just forming a shield every time he's in peril? So, like, every time he goes underwater, it creates, you know, a bubble of oxygen. Every time someone tries to hit him with something, it, you know, forms a force field around him. You know, all sorts of stuff. There could be a nice growing process for Hal Jordan. Yeah, they could go... 
the aliens can go to get the ring and they see like he's using it wisely. Mm-hmm. So they're like, let's let him keep the ring. You know, Earth isn't like a part of our league or whatever, of the frontier or whatever, but we'll let this backwater planet have a ring to right. test them, you know, to see if they're worthy mm-hmm. of our protection. Right. Uh, or it could simply know? be they, they've lost contact with the original wearer. So they're yeah. still trying to find the location of the ring. So in the meantime, he's still trying to use the darn thing without any sort of guidance. And maybe that's how you introduce the Martian Manhunter. That's possible. They send the yeah. Martian Manhunter to find the ring. Mm-hmm. And he's an alien. At first you think he's a mean alien, but then it turns out, oh, he's a good guy. He was just sent by the Council of Oa to mm-hmm. find the Green Lantern ring. Like, you know, he was yeah. hired mm-hmm. as a mercenary because he doesn't have a family because Mars is dead. Right. So you get two yeah. in one. Boom. A lot of possibilities. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if you've ever read uh, Why the Last Man. Uh, I, I know the concept. Yeah, that, that seems to me to lend itself to like a serial show where it's a, oh, sure. it's a world where, and they already have a show, not like it, but I mean they have a Last Man on Earth now mm-hmm. with uh, with Will Forte. But oh, why yes. The last, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Why the Last Man is basically a world where all beings with the X chromosome or the right. double X or whatever male is, I guess it's XY. With the y XY is male. That's why Y is yeah. the last man. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah, XX exactly. were all the women. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so all the any being with a Y chromosome dies except for this guy named Yorick and his uh, Chipachu, the same monkey from the. Um, from uh, the night of the the museum, a night at the museum movies. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. So that's that's uh that's what happens, and then it's, it's it's he's on a mission, like his mother works in the government, and now she's like the the de facto president. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so she's like she sends him on a mission to go to a lab or something to try to figure out like how we can have more men, but the world's torn. There are people that are like women that are like, we're fine that they're no men. In fact, we're mm-hmm. going to try to stop this mission because no more men, they only brought right. pain. And you know, mm-hmm. obviously their women are like, Oh my God, a man. Yay. Uh, you know, yep. uh, it's, it's, it's an interesting read that would definitely make for a serial, a good serial comic. Oh, you think why the last man would be a good comedy? Uh, no, not comedy. Like I'm sorry, oh, a good yeah. serial show. Yeah, it could yeah. be no. It would be oh. kind of. It could be kind of. Funny. It could have funny moments. I but think it would be. I I don't know. I think it would be a dark kind of. Uh, a dark, like a but like these, elite. It would be like a lot of these sci-fi shows, like The Dome or whatever. Like wasn't there a Kyle XY or something? Yeah, yeah. But the lead it's, is kind of snarky. Okay. Well, I mean, he's not a stick in the mud. He's kind of mm-hmm. a funny guy. So. Right. Uh, you know, there you go. And uh, and speaking of DC shows, you know, we mm-hmm. had they did Smallville in the yes. past on the what was the what the CW was the WB the WB or whatever. Yeah. And I guess it, moved it became the CW, CW I think during the run. Yeah, because the show ran mm-hmm. for ten years. Right. I mean, I can't believe I like existed through that whole thing of Smallville. It's crazy, mm-hmm. and it just took so long to find its footing, and then it never really did. Yeah, uh, you know, and the thing that irked me the most about Smallville is like, you know, he's going to become a journalist, but you mm-hmm. don't lead him there. Right. And the person who's curious about all the weird stuff in Smallville isn't him. Right. It's like you would think that he would be curious about himself. They even gave that to Kal-El, even though even in the movie, the newest movie, there wasn't a clear connection between 
his interest in his past and him becoming a journalist. The problem that the show had was there was this constant resistance to him becoming the modern day Clark Kent Superman. Yeah. Yeah. So in in doing so, in them saying, oh, he never becomes Superman, he never flies, he never wears a costume, they had to come up with excuses for why. And so as a result, everything just became kind of very plodding. And uh, they, you know, they, they didn't know when to cancel a good thing was the ultimate problem. Um, yeah. What I thought th- when the show really went downhill was when a lot of the best performers started leaving. Yeah. You know, if, if yeah, you like don't have Michael, uh, Michael, um, oh, Glover, Elbaum. No, no, no. The, the, uh, Lex Luthor. They lost Lex Luthor. Michael Rosenbaum left. Yeah. yeah well, Michael I mean, like Rosenbaum. first, first, I think they first lost Glover. Uh-huh. Um, Donald, Donald, what was his name? No, not Donald. Donald Glover wasn't on that What's show. What's the Glover? What's the Glover that was on that show? Oh, I don't the dad. The, the dad. The dad Lionel, of Lex Luthor. Lionel Luther. Yeah. Lionel Luther was great on that show. Also, John yeah, Schneider. Was. When John Schneider was done with the show, <laughs> I was like, what is the point? I mean, like, isn't the point of Smallville that he takes advice from his, his father? Yeah. You know, when but at that point, like, show, if you guys want to grow the show and move Clark to Smallville, then just um, to Metropolis and just rename the show. Call right. it Metropolis, man. Just, right. you know, yeah, you did Smallville. It's done. Do yeah, something but he's else still, now. But he still hung out in Smallville. They just killed yeah. off John Kent. Yeah. And so so they kill off John Kent. Lionel Luther gets killed. Michael Rosenbaum eventually gets tired of the show. So then there's no more Lex Luthor. Uh, even Annette O'Toole leaves the, the show. So Annette O'Toole goes to like Washington. So like Clark's got no parents. So it's like really there are no good seasoned adult actors on the show anymore. And that's when it really yeah. started to go downhill. Yeah. Uh, cause that, yeah, Lionel Luther was great. Yeah. And you know, but you know, it was, it was weird. They even had the Martian man, the hunter, they introduced a mm-hmm. lot of like, uh, DC characters, but, and they even right. had Supergirl, but they just wouldn't let Clark fly. Right. It's like just, like, unless he was evil, mm-hmm. which is cool. The red kryptonite Clark was, I enjoyed those episodes. Yeah. And like at one point, um, that's why Jonathan Kent died because Jor-El gave him the power to tame his son. Right. You know, he's like, I'm, I've come to take you home, son. And he has powers to be able to stop Superman. But it's like, you know, it's how did Clark become a news reporter? You know, that still bothers mm-hmm. me. It's like, why? What? Right. You're a farmer, dude. You've shown no interest in journalism. Right. Not even as a hobby. Mm-hmm. And then they get the girl who's like, you should clearly be Lois Lane. You're not Lois Lane. That's bullshit. Mm-hmm. They had the Green Arrow, their Green Arrow, which was kind of cool. Right. And then, uh, yeah, and then What's-Her-Face worked for their Green Arrow. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, it was interesting. I understand, like, writers need a job, whatever, but it's like, oh, my God. There are different things you could have done with this show. Mm-hmm. Or just end it. Just, we're done. We're ending it. Right. Well, they weren't going to do that. Nope. Nope. I actually uh, didn't yeah. finish the series. I um, And they even gave was... Lana superpowers. Great. Yeah, oh, but, but her she was kryptonite infused, so then she okay. couldn't be with Clark. Oh, and she boy. had to go away. jeez. Oh. Oh, yeah, I think at some like, point it was so far removed from Superman, I was like, why am I watching this anymore? Yeah. The only thing I really liked about that show, or the thing mm-hmm. I liked the most, the one one of its saving graces is that it did give you more of an idea of who Clark was. Okay. And really nothing else does that except mm. for Lo- the new adventures of Lois and Clark. Like it mm-hmm. gives you, I'm Clark. I pretend to be Superman. 
that's mm-hmm. not who I am. I'm Clark right. Kent. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. who I am. Right. Uh, and everything else is like, I'm Superman. I just pretend to be Clark Kent. Yeah. And it's like, no, man, you have a life. I never liked how in the original movie he just skipped like 13 years or something. Yeah. And he just aged. It's like, that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. What are you talking about? I'm going to teach you <laughs> everything you need to know about the universe. Are you going to teach him about journalism? Yep. Jor-El, do you have like a journalism training program in that spaceship? Because otherwise well, that's bullshit. I, well, I figure if, you, if you're if you super fast, you can kind of pick up journalism quickly. But it's like then, and then it's like, oh, well, we have to make him a reporter. No, you can make mm-hmm. him whatever you want. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to be a reporter, especially if he has no interest in reporting. Can he be good at it? Great. I mean, you know, or, or at least the, let him the, come to the it. motivation I don't like, for I don't like... Superman to become a reporter in the first issue of Superman was simply that's how I'm going to find out when there's trouble, because news media have access to everything. They're going to be the first ones to hear about stuff. So that's why he gravitated towards being um, in journalism. So if Smallville never even addressed that issue, then what's the point? Yeah, yeah it's like, you know, you, what do you want to do versus... I mean, that's another thing. It's like, what does he want to do? Does he mm-hmm. want to be a journalist? Again, right. they could have easily built that into his character. Oh, you're very good at this research. Even like a, you know, like, yo, you're very good at finding things out. Maybe have yeah, you, ever you asked the right questions, this? Kent. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ever thought about doing this for a living? Like, even if he was tricked to being like, hey, Clark, join the newspaper club with me. And then he gets really good at it. And it's like, you always seem to get these scoops, Kent. You're really good at this. That I could understand. Yeah. If someone's in a job where they're considered to be very good at it and mm-hmm. people tell them so, especially when you're Superman and you can't go around picking up accolades when you take off the uniform. You'd want to yeah. be in a job where people are like, wow, this is really good. You do good work. Oh, so there was recently a gem trailer. Yes, there was. You remember the old uh uh you remember the old cartoon show Gem and the Holograms? I do. It was an old uh, Sunbow cartoon, the makers of G.I. Joe, Transformers and a and a few others. Mhm. Well, they're making Gem and the Holograms. Yeah. And you remember what that show was about, right? Uh, I didn't watch it a lot, but I know the basic gist was it was this girl who discovered this uh, technology she inherited from her dad and it was all advanced computer technology which allowed her to have holographic uh, clothing and and a holographic uh, identity and as a result she formed a rock band called Gem and the Holograms and they became very successful but they had a competition against these punk rockers called the Misfits and uh, that was kind of the gist of the show. Oh, and they also solved crimes for some reason. Yes, yes. yeah. Well, because they had this technology that could have helped the world and they were using it to play musical instruments. Okay. That's neither here nor there. I have issues with the new trailer that came out, but mm-hmm. I'm not the only one that did, actually. we have a. I understand there's going to be a guest swinging by your side of the studio soon. Yeah, yeah. I'm- I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go check because this is one All of my right. favorites. Uh, one of my favorite actors. I'll be right back. Oh, okay, great. So you should uh, stick around. Hello. Hello. I am honored to be on your podcast because you are discussing one of my favorite topics. Oh my God! Is this Bill Shatner? This William Shatner? is yes, of course. This is William. The man who played Captain Shatner. Kirk. I played James D. Kirk on the hit television series. The animated series and the series of movies, Star Trek. Yes. Oh, wonderful! The captain Sir. of the Enterprise. 
Well, it's odd that you're here, sir. I mean, we're talking about the Gem and the Holograms trailer. Surely. Gem and the Holograms, yes. Gem and the Holograms. What are they doing? What is with this trailer? Did you see this thing? I did see this thing. Oh, my God. They didn't have any star earrings. There were no misfits. What's going on? Yeah, I know. And uh, Well, you know, I mean, they have to update it for a modern world, you know, so they have to where's, make where's a Rio? couple of minor changes. He was changes. so cute. Who? Rio. Rio, the boyfriend. Well, the there boyfriend is a of Rio Jen. in the trailer. There is a Rio in the trailer. But is he as dashing and handsome as the original Rio from the 1986 cartoon from Sunbow Animation? Well, I mean, I mean, he's a human. I don't know how to compare like an animated character with a human. I guess he's a handsome man. I mean, it's just not Gem and the Holograms with no misfits, no no star earrings. What are they doing? Well, Listen. I mean, you know, I'm glad that you're only bothered by that, and not bothered by the fact they don't even have the actual holograms, or they don't appear. They don't to have, have any like holograms. No, Why would they, they not don't. have any holograms? Oh my God! That well, doesn't you make know, sense. What? It's not Gem and the Holograms if you don't have holograms. Well, they just named the band the Holograms. You know, that's a catchy. Why would they name the band the Holograms? There's no holograms. There's no reason to be inspired by holograms. This is the 2000s. You don't use holograms. That's just fantasy from the 60s and 70s. And from Star Trek: The Next Generation. And from Star Trek: The Next Generation, of course, the 80s. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, well, okay. You know, uh, you know, my Jem uh, is not the only. Uh, uh, 80s cartoon that they're turning into a movie. What are they doing? What are they doing? Uh, well, well, they they did the GI Joe movies. They did the GI Joe movies. Yes, um, I was vaguely familiar with GI Joe, uh, some of these other cartoons that were on in the 1980s, but I was particularly moved by some of the more quality cartoons like Gem and like My Little Pony, uh, oh, as well as um, the Care Bears was also one. Of well, my you know they're redoing well. My Little Pony. They are doing My Little Pony. Do yes, they have yes, the character it, Minty? Who? Because Minty was always my favorite. It was the light green My Little Pony. Well, actually, in this version, the ponies don't talk. You see, it's the girls that own the ponies that talk. How can the and ponies it's a, not it's talk? A, what a, is this? It's, a, it's a, not you, My Little Pony. You it's don't competitive equestrian is what competitive it is. Competitive equestrian? That's, listen, I know about competitive equestrians. The My Little Ponies are not competitive equestrians. They're adorable well, no. little ponies that communicate to the little girl inside all of us well they do but with their hoofs and they just count this they they count i could yeah, go like to my ranch four. and view that that's not my little pony my little pony gallops around on rainbows spreading what, starlight everywhere what they were some go. of the names uh there was a minty and um deja vu and uh some yeah. other ones there I'm oh those are the names of the right horses there. the ponies in the movie oh in but this movie talk. that you're you're talking about yes it's not quite the same. I'm sorry. It's just uh, you're you're defecating on the memory of the quality '80s cartoon design for eight-year-old uh, girls. All right. Well, okay. Well, if you don't like that movie, there's another movie coming out based on '80s right. cartoon, The Care Bears. Right. Yes, The Care Bears. Oh, one of my favorites, Care Bears Stare. Yes, yes, yes. Except these Care Bears are aliens that happen what? to look like bears. Oh no. That's yes. not that's not right. The yes. Care Bears are not aliens as Captain Kirk, I would tell you, but what aliens and they, are. And they yes. excrete a chemical out of their oh. bellies oh. that creates uh uh you know pheromones that give the sensation of of love 
and kindness. Now you're talking aliens creating a euphoric drug to dopamine the children around them. This is this make no sense. This is this is like my hit uh, series of sci-fi books, Tech War, where there was a tech drug that people get addicted to. Check Tech War, available now in bookstores everywhere. I understand that you ghost wrote those. I that was me. I was the ghostwriter. You ghost was, wrote your own books? I ghost wrote my own books, yes, of course. That was me, William T. Shatner. William right, Tiberius I'm tr- Shatner. I'm trying to think of, and oh, She-Ra. They're bringing She-Ra, She-Ra oh, Princess She-Ra, of Power. She-Ra, She-Ra. Yes, of course. The Princess yes, of yes. Power. Except now she's in charge of a major international corporation. That's well, the power. That is not the power that She-Ra wields. She yields. She wields her sword aloft into the sky and says, "For the honor of Grayskull, she is empowered by the power of He-Man, her brother." Well, and she, what? You were saying? It's like she says, "The pen is mightier than the sword." No, and she has a pen not... on her wall as if it was a sword. It's really cool. I've I've had enough of this nonsense. She they slayed are... a lot of other companies with that pen sword. They are destroying my childhood. Were you a child back in the no 80s? More. <laughs> I will have no more of this. I'm leaving now. Uh, where were you watching these cartoons, sir? It was uh, just after we had wrapped Star Trek for The Voyage Home. I was watching uh-huh. uh, my favorite show, Gem, and uh, that's where I was exposed to these shows. But I was will not this have... research for the movie? I will... What? Was this research for the movie? Of of course, yes, this is making perfect sense for it was the inspiration for Star Trek Five. All right. Okay. And so after watching Jim and the Holograms and these other shows, I said, This would make a great movie. I'll have God yeah. capture that a explains starship. A lot about uh, Star Trek Five. Yes, yes. It was perfect inspiration. Clearly the best Star Trek movie of all. No, not at all. You know what? I was going to walk out this door of the studio, but why walk when I can transport? That is not a real thing. Alan. Hmm? Alan, where's Kirk? Or where's he's Shatner? Gone. He just beamed out. He's he, well, beamed he beamed away. out. He beamed away. He has Transporter that technology. technology is, is a thing, apparently. And he only uses it for his own personal use? <laughs> he just That's like Jim. For, for awkward exits of interviews, I guess. That's just like Jem, Jerrica. That's true. <laughs> She's using her holographic technology for which can help the purposes. world. No, and she uses it for personal use. She just wants to be a rock star. All right. She's got to compete with Barbie and the Rockers. Who? <laughs> Barbie and the Rockers. Google it. I don't even know what that is, and you Barbie should be ashamed that you know and the what Rockers. It is. Nope. Stop saying that. Barbie and the Rockers. Google it. Oh man. Okay. You know, I think we got one more. Uh, we got one more person up in here, man. What is it? Let's let's see who, who we got. Well, you know, as you know, uh, there was the recent Mad Max movie. Oh yes. This isn't the first Mad Max movie. No. And there's someone here that has a couple more things to say. Oh, good, because we we actually in the previous episode we did talk a little bit about Mad Max. You had interviewed um, the star of Mad Max, and then. For a brief time, we heard from 
someone who was in a previous Mad Max movie and it was apparently edited out of this current Mad Max movie. Is that who I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah, oh, that's wanna, right. She's good, here. Good. We had to cut that interview short, so I want to continue that interview, please. All right. Let me gather. All right. Thank you. Hello again. Tina. Tina Turner. Tina Turner. Oh, it's my goodness. Me, we had to... Tina Turner. Welcome back, Tina. It's so great to have I'm you back in the Tina studio. I'm your Tina Turner. Tina for turning. Say what you want me to say. Tina you had to run out of the studio shortly after you admitted to having a tawdry love affair with Mel Gibson on the set of Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. I had an affair with Mel Gibson on yes. Mad Max. Not many people know this. No, that was a big, yes. big reveal. And then you had to leave. Yes, he enjoyed the Thunderdome in my pants. <laughs> Wait, you have a Thunderdome in your pants? Yes. Two <laughs> men entered. One man Ooh. left. Oh, gross. I don't know what that means. It means two men, Mel and his friends. Sometimes Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> oh, no. Wow. You really, fresh, you really, yeah. Fresh off the SNL set, he would come over <laughs> depressed, saying, what happened to my career? <laughs> I was a star with weird science, and now I'm on SNL, and they're going to fire me. Oh, I need no. to be pleasured. And Mel oh. said, why, you can come over with me and Tina. That's what Mel talked like. Because he's Australian. Right, that's right. So and then you they both Robert Downey Jr. and Mad Max, they had yes. a tirade in your pants. Two men came. One <laughs> man came. Wait, what? What? Oh, I see what you're saying. There's two different definitions of the word came. Exactly. I got you. <laughs> Tita, there was other stuff that happened on the set, too. They they had yeah. to do a... um. Okay, so you were edited out. Oh, you know, you know, though, you know, though, you know, though. Tell I had me. to end it with Mel. I had to end it with Mel. Why? Why his, did it go south? It was his dirty talk. He would say he foul say? things. What did he say? He would say foul things about people. Tita like doesn't what? want to upset anyone. But he would Tell say me. things about people. What did he say about people? He would say, I hate the blanks. And I'd oh. say, no, Mel. No, Mel. He said, yeah, they should believe in blank. And Tina said, no, this isn't making Tina feel sexy. Anti-Semitic stuff. Yeah, and he would leave it on phone recordings. It was weird. Oh, no. I said, Mel, and someone could easily find this. <laughs> you got to stop, baby. You got to stop. Oh, Didn't he also say some bad stuff about um, of, of African-Americans, too? Oh, no, yeah, they did. And that's when we ended it. Oh, that's what that that makes perfect sense. Of course, I said you can't him somebody... rolling, rolling, rolling out my bedroom. Da da do, da da do, da da do, da 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 da. Oh, speaking of singing, I heard that when you were on the set of the current Mad Max, you had a sing-off with Charlize. I did. I did. She stole my pot. That's how I lost my pot in the movie. Oh no, that was meant for you. That's right. I was gonna be in the movie. But Charlize Theron came in there, and it became a sing-off. They Ooh. decided, listen, Tina, we can't pay both of you. So we're going to have to do a sing-off. And Charlize went first. And you know what that bitch did? Tell she me. She sang all my hits from the 80s. Oh, no. She even sang some second? of the Ike songs. She did the Ike songs? She did those, too. Oh, no. She left me with nothing. Oh, nothing to no. sing. <laughs> she he took your most favorite stuff. That's and then, right. And then what happened? Well, she got the pot. Oh, yeah, I tried to the... sing the same songs, and they said, "Oh, Tina, you're stealing that stuff." And I said, "No, I sang it first. 
in the Thunderdome. And they How said, no, I even, brought, I even brought all the children from How We Don't could... Need Another Hero, oh. but they were all grown up. So they looked <laughs> fat and sloppy. It had less impact. And How their voices not... had already broken. They didn't recognize what's love got to do with it? No, they won't. Cherie said in the South African accent, she was like, what's love got to do? Got to do oh, with no. it? What's love? <laughs> That's how but, she sings, because she's South African. So, so even though that sounded horrible. She sounded she like got, a blood diamond. She's, she got away with it because she's such an attractive woman. That's right. Oh, no. And she brought her own mocap arm thing. Mm. Tina didn't know. Tina tried to put together a bunch of golf balls on a plastic <laughs> glove. Didn't work. <laughs> didn't Not the work. same thing. That shouldn't be your job to have to pick out whatever they use for motion capture that's what tina said and then they said you can let yourself out there should be a tech in there doing that for you yes i should i'm sorry they just didn't want tina there baby that's oh by the way tina Tina will do something else um our listeners want to know how would you describe the sex with mel gibson i don't know what's the word hot yeah was it that (laughs) it was hot baby (laughs) sex with mel gibson was so hot we were hot together because because um the the star of Mad Max liked to say everything was hot and that was kind of the the gist of his interview with us it was very awkward. Oh, that's right. That's right. Oh, wait, you talking about Mel Gibson or you talking about uh No, the current Mad Max. Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy, the Bane from Oh, yes. from Batman, yes. He's a man of very few words mm-hmm. and even fewer inches. Oh, left a good job in the city. Oh my gosh. Working for the man every night and day. Tina. <laughs> Tina, this was a great interview. Is there anything you'd like to add? Let's see here. Oh, no, I'm good, baby. All right, I'm Tina. good. I'm honor. your private Tina. Available for weddings. Sing what you want me to sing. Nice. Thank you so much again, Tina. You're welcome, baby. All right. You take care of yourself. You take care of yourself, my sugar. <laughs> you, you, you better be good to me. I will. I'll be good to you. <laughs> Don't remember that song. Goodbye, Tina Turner. Right, see you, Tina. Oh man, she Ooh. was feisty for a woman her she age. She was, yeah. And she still has a mohawk. It's crazy, like a half hawk. Oh, wow. Yeah, man. It's a She's little dated, but it around. works on her. It works on her. It does. It does. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Well, I think this has been a good uh, episode mm-hmm. here. I Make think them so. Up or otherwise, good stuff. Yep. 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 Thank you for yep, doing yep. it. Oh, no problem. Thank you for doing it. And thanks right. to our fans for listening. Yes, hey, where where can you. they find this and other stuff you're doing, Alan? On orlandopodcast.net. www, if you can't find it. www.orlandopodcast.net. All right, great. You guys can find out what's going on with me at the website. I do allthecomedy.com. I'm on a couple of different teams in the South Florida area. Uh... Comedy School Dropouts, Cage Free Humans, and Business Casual. Check out what's going on with them and all the other stuff that's happening uh, with live comedy and South Florida and special events and theater stuff to all the comedy at allthecomedy.com. And this was the podcast Cluster Fudge. Oh, and you'll see me uh, Wednesdays at Micro Theater Miami, microtheatermiami.com, doing a musical show, improv musical. Fantastic. Boom. Also, check out the Geeks of Comedy on Facebook. Oh, there you go. All right. 
All right, podcast clusterfudge. Bye-bye. Bye. See you when I get back from Cuba. Say hi to Custer for me. No. <laughs> <laughs> He's a bad man. <laughs>